Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Observer Off the Record. We're so excited to speak with Izzy Gonzalez today for our superhero talk. We'll dive into their role as an arts and culture editor, as well as hear what they have to say about the exciting world of superheroes from Marvel to My Hero Academia. We would like to welcome arts and culture editor at the Fortnum Observer and fellow superhero and comic book fan, Isabella Gonzalez. Izzy, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my god, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, and we're super excited to have you on the podcast today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do at The Observer, and what do you like about superheroes? Okay, so uh, at Fordham, I am a English theater double major with a concentration in playwriting. So that means I'm always running around doing nearly everything and anything on campus. I actually, um, just two nights ago, had my first rehearsal for my upcoming playwriting festival piece. That is a psychological thriller with horror elements, so very weird, kooky stuff. But at The Observer, uh, yeah, as the arts and culture editor is one of them, I work a lot with writers who are covering events on campus or New York City, so that can be theater, music-related, film, television, arts, you name it, just culture, right? Arts and culture. Um, And we also work a lot with PR people. So I've actually managed to see a lot of shows under press and write write reviews. I'm actually on Saturday, I'm going to see The Little Prince at the Broadway Theater. And I'll have a review posted next week um, to make the review embargo for Observer. I've always loved superheroes. Um, I just really love the classic like underdog story. I was thinking about it before I came on here. I was like, oh, what was like my favorite superhero when I was a kid? Or what was the first superhero story that I I really like fell in love with? Um, And actually I have to cite it as when I was a kid, I grew up with Sailor Moon, the like 90s magical girl anime. So I'm like, she counts as a superhero. So I'm gonna say her. And that started when I was like three years old. So I'm I'm like a veteran fan of all this stuff. That's so cool, Izzy. Yeah, also since I worked with you for an arts and culture for my articles, I just wanna say thank you again for all like the stuff that you've done. My sister actually watches Sailor Moon. She likes it a lot. I wanted to get into it too. It's it looks really interesting. I've always wanted to get into that too. I just think the aesthetic is beautiful. The visuals are incredible. Yeah, just a fun fact. It's also entirely hand-drawn animation. And I know Nakatakiuchi, the creator of the of the show, she actually used to go to like fashion runways and like fashion week events and stuff. So that's why people always talk about the fashion on Sailor Moon. It's like really stylish 90s iconic looks that come back today. It, it really is like a beautiful, historical, just amazing piece of media. That's awesome. Of all the superhero content that has come out lately, such as, you know, like Spider-Man No Way Home, My Hero Academia, and Moon Knight, which one has been your favorite so far and why? I have to say, I know My Hero Academia is a really popular anime and a lot of people are like discovering it now. I know the manga's ending soon too. I hate to be like, oh, I was into it before it was cool, but I started watching that show back when I was a sophomore in high school. So that's why like the fact that there's rumors that it's ending this year, it like drives a stake to my heart. This is like, I'm like, the last remains of my childhood are gone. This is how I felt when uh, Endgame came out when I was graduating high school. In every corner of my room, there's like My Academia merchandise. So like I have posters on back of my wall, like on my desk, I have like a Deku plushie right now. I will say currently, mm, Spider-Man No Way Home stole my heart. I wrote, I've written two academic papers about it since it came out for my classes. 
it completely shattered me just like the rest of the world. I adore Tom Holland's Spider-Man so, so much. He's my favorite iteration of the character other than, you know, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. I, I just think it was the perfect comic book movie and I feel like everyone got something out of it that just made them rediscover what they love so much about the genre. So I think for that universality, I have to I have to go with No Way Home as my final answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, no, I watched it a few times and it was incredible. And I think it's also the fact that, yes, I am a fan of Spider-Man and Tom Holland's Spider-Man, the fact that I watched it with my parents and my parents were like we have no idea what's going on but we loved this movie so I think that's also just like Tom Holland's performance was incredible are there any upcoming releases or superhero content that you're particularly excited about I know we touched on Doctor Strange but was just curious so off the top of my head I think something that I am really excited for is I know we were talking about it already but I probably will say I'm really really excited for Doctor Strange um, Multiverse of Madness I want to get my Thursday uh, like midnight showing tickets soon I'm really happy that um, Sam Raimi is directing um, I actually just re-watched the Sam Raimi original Spider-Man trilogy which is an insane watch. Like, I would just say, like, have a party, binge watch all of them. I think it's hilarious. I think it perfectly captures, like, early 2000s media. But I think it's really cool that he's able to come back and kind of, like, put his spin on, like, this new character. I'm also really excited because I know that Marvel and Kevin Feige want to maybe explore more, like, adult themes, like, more, like, horror, thriller themes with the movie. Also, I'm really excited for the payoff that we're, we're in this weird trilogy of content right now in Marvel of the multiverse, the multiverse storyline, right? With the, the WandaVision, No Way Home, and now this movie. I'm really hoping that pays off, but throw in a new piece of content and change it up, diversify the conversation. If it comes out, I, I'm wondering if it's going to get delayed by any chance, but I'm really excited for a new Thor movie. No one has talked about it. There's no trailer for it. If, if it's still on track to be released, it actually, and if trailer comes out, like maybe like, let's say hypothetically next week, it will be the shortest time where the first trailer for a Marvel film and then like its release date, that timeline would be. It would be the shortest space of time between those two events. So I think that's really interesting. I also love Taika Waititi so much. Not superhero related, but Our Flag Means Death is a phenomenal series on HBO Max. Um, so if you're looking for like canon LGBTQ representation, and also if you just love Taika Waititi's writing and humor. So I'm really excited for him to come back for that movie and to see what they do. Like Natalie Portman, Lady Thor, like all that fun stuff. I'm really, I hope that comes out on time because I'm really excited for that too. Yeah, I agree. Doctor Strange first. That's literally like my most anticipated movie this year. There's so many possibilities that can happen within that movie. Even though it's like two hours and six minutes, I think. I feel like Sam Raimi can do a lot with this movie because I know like in interviews and what I've heard, he's always wanted to do a Doctor Strange movie even before the MCU was made. So this is kind of like his passion project. The visuals and everything, like the cinematography looks so beautiful. Oh my gosh. The recent trailer, like I, uh, I was astonished by like what he can do and I can't wait to see it in the theater. And for Thor, actually, it's crazy how like we haven't heard anything about the movie yet, but apparently, or from what I've seen online, the press tours started yesterday or like a couple of days ago. So it's kind of weird that they're not doing anything. But I feel like what's happening is that 
probably Thor has a spoiler from Doctor Strange that they don't want to say. So it's kind of maybe it's something like with No Way Home where they had to like push it back so many times for the trailer to be released because they knew that with like spoilers from like Loki or WandaVision, it might interfere with the marketing of the film. But I feel like what they're going to do is just release maybe like a small teaser, like a minute long teaser that just shows the general idea of the movie with Christian Bale's character and also Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster and becoming Thor. Uh, but I don't think they'll any- mention anything like post Multiverse of Madness. So they have to be a little careful with what they can show. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And honestly, if it only released, if the press team only released like a small teaser and nothing else, honestly, I would welcome that. I think that would be really, really fun and different because I think, I just think everyone already knows the character. They know what the style of writing is like because of Thor Ragnarok. So I think, you know, the people who want to see, and just, again, just longtime Marvel fans, the people, the Marvel fans, including myself, who watch, like, every bit of content there is, so they follow the, you know, the timeline and the storyline. I think the diehard fans don't even need a trailer if we didn't get it. I think it would be, I don't think they're going to do this because it's Disney, but I think if they really want to be experimental, they could release a, a, maybe, like, a short teaser, like you were saying, and then maybe release a trailer, like, a month or less before the movie comes out just to be like hey this is the movie coming out now that Doctor Strange is out we know what happens in that movie you guys Thor is on the way I think that would be really really exciting and also just a change of pace because we also have seen what spoilers can do you were mentioning with um, No Way Home that trailer being leaked early and then them having to rush things together thinking back to when um, like Infinity War and Endgame came out and I remember I saw, it's okay to give spoilers for those movies. It's been a long time. I remember I was going to see Infinity War that Friday, right? So like the first official day. And I think I like went on some website. It might've just been Google, honestly. Like I got a Google suggested article. And the first thing I saw was Peter, you know, disintegrating into dust. And I was like, I think this is a fan ed. I think people are just, just, you know, coming up with their own theories, what's going to happen in this movie. Clearly this didn't happen, obviously. And then it did. And I still sobbed, like I never even thought about the prospect. And then I actually corrected my behavior and I saw Endgame, the first showing that my hometown had, like on Thursday afternoon, I left school early to watch their first showing. So nobody else could tell me what was going on. But people shouldn't have to do that. I know I'm crazy, but people shouldn't have to be as crazy as that just to not have spoilers. So I think maybe all less trailers would be fun and different and maybe even better. Yeah, my best friend before the release of any Marvel movie will not answer my text for days because he will wait to pick up his phone until he sees the movie. Like it is that extreme. He will delete all of his social media accounts. Like so hard to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Like literally like with Moon Knight, for example, like at three in the, I literally wake up at three in the morning to watch the episode because I know like, it's also crazy because Disney also releases the episode like 15 minutes before its original release time. So it's pretty cool to do that but like kind of watch carefully just keep refreshing the page because it happened for last episode so literally like I would just wake up at three in the morning watch the episode and yeah like hopefully not avoid spoilers because I feel like if I watch an episode or even a movie in fact that it's gonna get spoiled for me like on TikTok or Instagram like right away and it's just annoying but it's the comic book community so it's like there's nothing you can do <laughs> like it, it won't just be like clips or stills from the show it'll be like full edits and I'm like yeah. how did you time to make these 
how do people have the time to do that? I mean, I respect it. I respect the hustle, but I mean, like, it's crazy. You're right. It really penetrates every aspect of like the comic book community because I try not to engage with spoilers for Marvel movies. I, I don't wake up at 3 a.m. So I respected that grind, but I do try my best to like stay on social media, maybe like the few weeks before the movie comes out. But I actually, on the completely opposite end of things, I read the My Hero Academia manga spoilers. I'm a part of a Discord channel that at like 3 a.m. on various days, so usually it's around Wednesday, someone in Japan will get like the published chapter and then they'll forward someone and then someone will translate and then someone else will then write a synopsis of the chapter into the Discord channel each week and then it will just disappear the next week so it's like you've been that you were there and you weren't and then you know you wait for the official release if not and sometimes there's like scanned images of the pages that are obviously still in Japanese sometimes there's not but it used to be a huge thing on Twitter it actually was fully on Twitter and then you know they really started cracking down on the scans because they're obviously illegal because <laughs> you know it's pirating the content in a way so they moved it to discord and whenever i go to check i was like wow i'm really spying on this content i can never do this for my western superheroes who am i it's like a double identity <laughs> that sense of community is incredible to me that it's like transcending mediums online and that's awesome yeah like i said i've been a part of the i don't know if you want to say like the fandom but like i've you know been a fan of my academia since 2017 so i don't i don't want to think about the year but um it's been a long time so like i've seen in my own way like i've seen it grow into this big thing and i've seen like the fan content like come out i've seen you know people's favorite couples and their ships and like their favorite characters and their predictions and fans predicting storylines like ages ago and then finally being like realized now it's really impressive like again do i hate spoilers yes do i admire the ads that people make on tiktok super quickly yeah because they're surprisingly well made and you know that's how you engage with the content so be it. As long as you are enjoying it, you're not harassing other people. I think that's what it's all about. I think the community is really charming. And then you go to like events like Comic-Con and you get to kind of live it in real time in a real space, which is also really cool. Yeah, I agree. Going to Comic-Con these past few years, it was so cool just to meet like other people who are interested in Marvel or My Hero Academia or DC or anything, really. It's cool just to talk to them in person kind of share your ideas about what's going to come next and like the MCU or like what's going on with these shows and everything. So I feel like the community itself is so large. It's like very easy to get involved with it, which I truly admire, like especially like from the Marvel community since like I grew up with Marvel and Spider-Man is like my favorite superhero. <laughs> so it's just seeing everyone online just talking about like, for example, when No Way Home came out, oh my gosh, the theories were insane and just sharing those ideas with other people online was just really cool to hear. When some of them came true, it's just cool to have that satisfaction and everything. Even though like there is a sense of getting spoiled for the movie, it's kind of part of the fun, <laughs> to be honest with you. Hey, like going off of that, I should have mentioned, I totally forgot, Spider-Verse 2 is coming out this year. That Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> I am so excited. That is my number one. That's coming out also, like, it's right before my 22nd birthday, because it comes out in October. I want to redact my previous statement, because I, I was thinking about people coming up with theories for that movie and what's going to happen in that, because they really do their own original stuff. 
So I think theorizing about like that content super super fun. Like I've and I've been theorizing about it since the first movie came out because obviously I'm a huge fan of it. Also fun fact, I was in creative writing in high school. I had this like high school senior thesis for creative writing and I actually my thesis was I just broke down the Spider-Verse script and, and was like this is why it's the best script ever exists. And I like broke down like every single aspect like line by line by like this is a callback to this, this is a callback to this like this is just funny like and I made people like reenact the whole movie I casted people we're gonna act this out and pretend we're in this movie so I love that film so much I remember like I used to also in high school this is this is sci-fi in general but I used to be a Voltron fan I feel like I'm exposing myself right now I, I used to be a Voltron fan in high school and I remember you know Voltron ended badly and people didn't like it and that was the big it's the big dr dramatic episode, if you guys didn't know about that. So people didn't like how Voltron ended. There was a rumor going around that one of the directors of Voltron, the Netflix animated show, Voltron Legendary Defender, not the whole franchise, but she actually was signed on to be like a director of Spider-Verse 2. And I remember like fans online going, absolutely not we are going we're going to like block this person we're going to be like can you please rehire so i thought that was super super interesting to see those worlds kind of collide <laughs> but yeah spider-verse 2 really excited for that one awesome actually like along the lines of theories and everything do you have any theories of the mcu or like my hero academia that you think will like happen in the near future oh my god we're putting on the record so if i'm wrong <laughs> laugh at me later um okay so i'll give you i'll try to give you one for each i think that's kind of fun i don't know if this is a theory it's just like my own personal like i really want this to happen for my academia i'm convinced that horikoshi the creator completely forgot that like deku's dad is a major plot point to deal with i think he's like guys we're waiting on it like you'll figure it out you'll find out eventually but i think he just forgot that that was a thing that he said to everyone so i'm convinced that it's gonna be like the, like the very end of the series i mean maybe like through excitement they'll be like oh he secretly was like maybe he was like in the states and he was just like busy providing for his family or like oh, he actually was working with the main bad guy all for one in this like super subtle way that had no actual impact on the series. So he's like kind of cool. So her would be like, see, see, I did it. I did it. But we'll be like, it's okay. There's a lot going on. It's okay for you to forget a thing or two. So that's my theory on My Academia. And then in terms of Marvel content, I definitely think they're heading towards a Young Avengers storyline with Miss Marvel, with um, Wanda's kids from WandaVision. I know in Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness, they're maybe doing um, America Chavez. So I definitely think they're building towards that team. And I, I kind of think they're, they're gonna like, almost like market it as like their own kind of like Teen Titans because every, I know everyone loves Teen Titans. So I feel like they're gonna be like, hey, we're Disney. We make Disney Channel shows like Hannah Montana and Sweet Life on Deck. But we also know you guys like Teen Titans and Young Justice and we can do it too. Cause Disney's like notorious for that. So I'm still gonna watch it. Um, I think it'd be cool if it was like a, I feel like they're gonna make it like one of those, like a mix of, it's gonna be like a giant hybrid of like Disney Channel, Freeform, ABC Family, whatever you wanna call a channel. Um, and like regular Disney plus like Marvel kind of style-esque shows together. Um, I feel like that's what it's going to be like. So yeah, and my own personal want, if I also want to put that out there, is I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, but I love Tom Holland to death, and I would love to see another Spider-Man movie with him, 
just because I love him as the, in the role. And I would really like if he interacted with Venom, like Eddie Brock, like current run from Venom. I think that would be hilarious. And then also really interesting because I really like a Venom Spider-Man storyline in the movies that's not Tobey Maguire looking 35 with like a Green Day haircut doing like sad old dance moves. I also love that you talked about um, upcoming Disney Plus shows because I can't believe I didn't mention this, but Miss Marvel, personally, I'm super excited for that. I think stylistically it's beautiful and I think the casting is perfect. So personally, I'm super excited about that. I'm excited too for like all the MCU projects and My Hero Academia as well. I love Izuku Midoriya so much. Um, it's actually funny because I was home during lockdown. My brother and I watched My Hero Academia together. And I was talking about how, like, at school, I go by, like, Izzy or Iz, or, you know, people call me different things. And he was like, oh, did you start going by that because of Izuku? Because it's I-Z. He was like, are you just exposing yourself as, like, a Izuku Midoriya fan all the time? Like, what a nerd. Like, you just broadcast that to everyone? <laughs> but no, I, I just want him to be happy. I, that's my, that's, I guess, my, my personal want for my academia. I just want Izuku Midoriya to be happy forever. I agree. <laughs> But um, for like the MCU stuff, like I'm really excited for Miss Marvel and all the other projects that are coming. I can't wait to see like the end two of Moon Knight and everything. I think it's the best. I mean, that's like super early to decide, but I feel confident that it's going to be the best MCU show that's going to be out in a, for a while. And also that Spider-Man uh, freshman year uh, animated show that looks really interesting. So I hope like they actually, I guess, like talk about Peter's origin story in the MCU because like No Way Home kind of, no, well, the trilogy, like, hinted at it but like they never specified like what actually happened because especially like with uncle ben and everything it's just it's kind of it's it's still very vague and we don't really know like what this peter parker has been through as the hero do we know what tom holland's coming back for that i feel like it's gonna be him because like he's all he also sounds like tom and i thought he was a good voice actor great great job yeah but i know tom is getting his next his college trilogy so i feel like he's gonna prep for that we all can be spider-man i love that that's our kid. He's going to Empire State University. He's going to meet Harry Osborne and Gwen Stacy, and it's going to be crazy. <laughs> you know, he wears he wears red. You know that's close to like what our color maroon. Fordham Spider Man. Guys, <laughs> yeah, Spider Sona. Um, you know what's what's this? And Fordham is my school. New York is my campus. Spider Man is our hero. <laughs> Spider Man is our hero. <laughs> Is there anything else that you just you'd like to say about comic books or superheroes overall? Ooh, um, I will say, um, if I want to like give a little, if I want to connect superheroes to my boredom experience, because this is for the observer. Um, I will say, um, I had a I had a pretty difficult freshman year of college. I feel like most people do. Um, so I'm not like super unique in saying that, but me too, guys. I've also had a, I also had a difficult freshman year of college and, um, I know something that really like cheered me up and got me going was I remember when Into the Spider-Verse was on Netflix and I remember being in McKeon and, you know, having that like amazing view. Um, I had my bed so that when I woke up, you know, I was facing the windows and I just remember like looking, I, I, like, when I was really like just not feeling great, not feeling too hot, I would watch that movie and like watch it like during like the sunrise, during the sunset. Um, and I watched it, I was so sad when I left Netflix, but I watched it ev basically every single day. 
of my freshman year. Like I, that's, I know that movie by heart. Like when people say, oh, I can say like every line, haha. Like I actually can. It's scary. It scares me. It'll be 4 a.m. and I'm watching it. I still know every line at heart, by heart. I, especially when I was in like, you know, when I was going through it in freshman year, I felt like, even though like I'm from, I'm from the tri-state area, um, I always try to make myself feel better by thinking myself like as Peter Parker. Yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't know how to pay the bills and like he probably has like a minimum wage job, like, you know, but like he's trying his best. And I really felt that like, I mean, I, I still do now as a college student in New York City. Um, but especially back then when I needed like some kind of support, I really, I really use Peter Parker as my, um, like my emotional support animal, my emotional support hero. Um, one of my favorite memories at Fordham is, um, for Halloween, I always love dressing up when I have, a, even if I have, like have like a class on the day of Halloween, I'll always dress up like to go to class. I love costumes. So I remember when I was a freshman and I had like, I had like comp to like first thing, like eight, three in the morning. And I wore, I had a, like the Spider-Man far from home suit, um, the, the black red one. And I wore it with like pink, like bunny slippers and like my floral, like bedtime robe. And I like spun it as like, oh, Spider-Man, like just getting out of bed, like you know, like, got back at, like, 5 a.m., like, did not change, did not take a shower, like, he is sweaty, he is stinky, um, he's just trying to, like, get his morning Joe, you know, like, so I remember, like, my teacher, when I, when I came into class, like, he was, like, wow, you really do look like Spider-Man in that, and even to the point that later that, that weekend, I remember my favorite memory of New York was, um, I went to the downtown Halloween parade, dressed up in the same suit, with some like friends of mine and I remember I like a kid came up to me and took like like kids would take would come up to me and take photos with me because I was Spider-Man they want to take photos of Spider-Man so like you know their like mom would like get their iPhone out and like take a photo really quickly and then like you know whisper thank yous and um you know I was wearing the mask and everything and I remember before I left, there was like an old man on a bench and he was like, yo, Spidey. And I like, I guess like by internet got turned around because I was in the Spider-Man costume. And he like gestured for me to come over. And one of my friends was like, what are you doing? Like, this is a random man. Like, don't, it's Halloween. Don't do anything weird. And I was like, it's fine. So I walked over and he was like, oh, can I take a photo with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I took a photo with him. And then before I left, you know, I was like, oh, happy Halloween. I turned to leave and he, he took my hand and he like shook my hand. And he was like, thank you. Like, thank you so much for everything you do. And I was like, I was like, dude, it's Halloween. He was like, no, like, thank you. Like the person under the mask, like, thank you for everything you do. And that just was like one of the most profound experiences in my life. I was like, wow, we really all can be Spider-Man if we want to be, or be Ram Man, whatever floats your boat. I'm not going to judge you. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man has a really special place in my heart, and especially during like these college years. So I'll be really excited to see um, Tom Holland's Peter Parker on the screen going through the same, obviously the same mental, emotional, physical hoops that I went through in college. Like, yeah, that is absolutely beautiful. And that sounds like an incredible, like, New York City experience. I feel like we hear a lot about, like, weird, bizarre ones, but, like, that's weird in a good way. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today and for joining us today. I feel like I learned a lot personally. I feel like I learned about 
a whole genre of theories that I just didn't know existed. Um, yeah, and we really enjoyed our conversation with you today and appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to speak. Well, just thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate this. This is a lot of fun. And I'm really glad I was able to support another section of Observer. I love my Observer family. Yeah, thank you so much, Izzy, for joining us. And yeah, we'll see you all in the next episode.